Hey there, have you ever wanted to take better control of your health? Well, today is the interview that you need to listen to because I'm actually talking to Dr. Sydney Frajaro, who is of Naturopathic Nevada, and she is my personal naturopath. Am I saying that right? It can go both ways, naturopath or naturopath. There's actually no wrong way to say it. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) So she is my actual naturopath here in Las Vegas, and she has changed a lot of things about how me and my family operate, and you are going to want to stick around for this entire interview. So I so appreciate you doing this with me today. And like I said, it's a little bit different because when I come see you, there are 14 pages of paperwork that I have to fill out so that you know every single thing that ails me, some of which I'm sure you wish you did not know. Um, But, you know, I love getting to know the person behind the business. And we've had many conversations about why you kind of went down this path. So for, I guess the first question I have for you is what is a naturopath? That's a great question. And there's so few of us here in Nevada. I just want to point out yes, 12 of us in the whole state versus a lot of other states that kind of support more holistic care. Thousands Right. So oh, you're, wow. you're, you've kind of found a, a unicorn. Yeah. If you have found a naturopath in Nevada, let alone Las Vegas. Yes. But our training, the way that we approach medicine is more oriented to root cause of disease and tonifying and strengthening the body to heal itself. I firmly believe the body can heal itself. Yeah. Or at least stop disease progression with the right support. So rather than just masking symptoms or putting band-aids over symptoms, we try to get to why is the body presenting these symptoms? It's a constellation map of what really is going on at the root of the disease. And from there, we work on strengthening the body, giving it the support it needs, taking away these obstacles or barriers that are blocking your healing and getting you well. So, as you know, I came in to see you with a multitude (laughs) of issues that before you actually started asking the questions, I didn't really even consider some of them to be issues. Mm. And so my reasoning for coming in to see you is that I had gone through so many different, you know, um, I guess, what what would you say, physicians mm-hmm. in in town who did everything that they are trained to do to get my body better. Well, thankfully, my resistance to a lot of medications had me seek out alternatives. And I found you. Mm -hmm. And we had our first initial conversation, because you don't take everybody, that is my understanding. So you are only taking patients who you feel that either you can help, you connect with, you feel that they're actually going to do what you ask them to, which I don't always do, but I'm getting better, Mm -hmm. um, because you really want to make a difference in people's lives. So when I found you, 
I was having, and and I hope you don't care if I share. No, I mean, it's it your personal yeah, medical it does, information. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I was having migraines. I was having um, really super high cholesterol. I was having eating um, problems in my stomach. I mean, I was just having a lot of uh, inflammation in my neck. I mean, just I can't even remember, to be honest, all of the things. And so many of the things that I had tried before would work incrementally or they would start to work and then stop working or the medications weren't working. Mm-hmm. And so when I came to you, I was, I was not okay. I mean, I was more, more than, than not feeling well. I think mentally I was just kind of at my wits end. Like, okay, if this MD cannot help me, like, what is my alternative? I didn't really feel like I had one. And so when we talked and you're like, yeah, I can, I can help with that. And I am not, I'm a skeptical person. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's all. I don't think that's a medical disorder, no. but I mean, I am a skeptical person. And so, but our rapport, even just on the phone was so great. I was like, okay, I have to give this a shot. So we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, just certain things. I even had a bout of just not really even in my business. Like, I don't know if it was just that sinking feeling of, I don't think it was depression, but just not really knowing what direction I was going. Mm -hmm. And you're like, if I recommended a therapist to you, would you go? And honestly, truthfully, if it had been anybody else, I would have said, no, I, I won't, but it's you. And I know who you are. And so I trust that. So a long way to say, um, whatever, you know, ailment that you have that you think there may not be a solution for, I would seek out an expert who does things a little differently than you're used to. So with that being said, can you give me a little bit of history? Because I know in Washington, Mm -hmm. which is where you trained, you are licensed differently than you are in the state of Nevada. So can you explain that difference? Because I don't think most people understand what the difference is. I have to explain this a lot. Yeah. So each... So... Naturopathic medicine is state-by-state regulated. DOs, MDs, acupuncturists, massage therapists, it's kind of this national understanding of what they can and can't do. Okay. With naturopathic medicine, it is state-by-state still. So there are some states that recognize naturopathy, usually where the naturopathic medical schools are. They license us to be physicians. Okay. I cannot say the word physician in the state of Nevada. There is no licensing board here anymore. Long story, we used to have one. That died, ironically, the year I was born. Oh, wow. (laughs) Am I on a mission to bring it back? Um, That's a long process, though. Yeah. So in the state of Washington, where I trained initially and did my residency, I am a full-fledged primary care physician. I can take insurance. I can write prescription for almost anything I want. I can draw labs. I can do physical exams. I can do your pap smear. I can't do that in Nevada. Okay. I do not have a license to touch, and I'm not a physician. So it's this weird dynamic, which is why, again, there's only 12 of us here. Right. You pay to go to medical school. Yeah. You, pay, you spend hours and years of your life learning this full scope of medicine to then go sit on your hands somewhere 
Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do that, but I'm from here. Right. And I wanted to bring my medicine back to help. Yeah. So there's days that I'm overqualified in what I understand about all aspects of medicine and care, including conventional medicine. And then there's moments that I have to kind of work almost at this root issue, changing more lifestyle support, um, diet. Are you sleeping well? Because I don't have access to that top shelf care or those higher tier interventions, right? I can't just write you a prescription for a sleeping pill. I'm like, let's talk about your sleep. Yeah. Let's get you sleeping. Yeah. So this this state by state regulation shifts in across. I mean, you you set foot in California, I have a different scope. You set foot in Arizona, I have a different scope. So it just depends on the state. And with Nevada having no regu- regulatory board at all, I'm a glorified health coach, but I have PCP level training. Yeah. So it's this interesting dance I have to do constantly. It forces me to be really creative and work with really motivated people. Yeah. If you're coming to me because you want a one miracle herb that will overnight replace 12 of your medications, I am not the person for you. Also, that does not exist. Right. My medicine is work. I'm it retraining is. your body to for the like lifetime of you to be stronger and better. Yeah. My clients work with me. And usually after a period of time, they go, I can't believe I'm healthier now than I was 10 years ago. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you can be more vital. It's yeah. possible. But that sort of stuff takes time, energy, effort, reinvesting in your lifestyle, reinvesting in your wellness. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Which is part of that interview process with my patients. If your expectation is that there's this one cure, you know, quick cure-all that's what conventional medicine tries to do with drugs and surgery. Right. That is what they try to do. Yeah. But a lot of people get, they, they go that route because that is the platter that medicine is served on now. Right. And they think, why am I not getting better? Or why do I keep getting put on more and more drugs? Well, or I had this problem, I took this medicine, and now I have this problem. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's so interesting to me because like, we work, you and I work with my primary care mm-hmm. physician to order labs because I can get, you can order labs for me. Just not through insurance. Right. right. So I have to pay for them out mm-hmm. of pocket. Mm-hmm. So luckily, my primary care doctor, I can show him what you requested and he will actually say, okay, let me see if that's what we need to do. And then he will help to get some of those ordered Mm -hmm. so that we can get the full picture of everything that we're trying to do together. Mm -hmm. So I know when we started working together, and this is, gosh. Like three years. Three years ago? (laughs) Yeah. So when we started working together, I was having, I mean, and like when I say migraines, I don't mean, you know, I had a headache every once in a while. I had migraines probably half of the month that I was taking medication for a rescue medication because nothing else was working. And so my fear was I'm taking these rescue medications that Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to take all the time. What is that ultimately going to do to my body over years and years and years and years because nothing else is working. And I probably went, I, ca- I can't believe it's been three years. Um, I probably went a year and my migraines 
lessened and lessened and lessened and lessened. And I today can't even remember the last migraine that I had. And I'll have sinus headaches, mm -hmm. but I know what they are. Um, but I mean, I, I literally went from being immobilized almost half of the month to not even thinking about having a migraine, just with changes that we have made, you know, to how I eat, you know, things that are missing in my body, things that I, you know, need to do that I wasn't doing, like exercise <laughs> regularly, um, you know, just just different things. But it it's just completely changed how I look at medicine because you're not, and I think this is where natural medicine gets such a bad rap because I feel like the perception is, and I mean, please correct me if sure. I'm wrong, but the perception is that everyone in natural medicine is out to just obliterate the traditional mm. medicine practice, you know, your primary care physicians, all of these things. And in my in my interactions with you, that has never been the case. You know, you you are here to support, to, you know, to do things that are going to overall make me a healthier person. So, I mean, I know that you have had, you know, uh, doctors that will work with you, doctors that won't work with you. Yeah. So um, how are you finding that in Nevada? Mm -hmm. I mean, are you creating this community of like-minded MDs that are, you know, supportive of, of what you're doing? Based on my training and scope, I'm trained to be integrative, yeah. So I, a lot of what I do with my clients is see what can we get through your PCP and also double, triple check and make sure you're being adequately cared for by them. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a, as a knock to any PCP in the state of Nevada or, or primary care doctor. A full practice is you consistently seeing about 300 clients. They're yeah. seeing 1,100. The average PCP in Nevada sees 1100. Yeah. There are so few of them here. My heart literally breaks for them yeah. and they're leaving because they can't handle the weight of the patient load they're supposed to carry. So you're given five minutes with this person. If you're lucky, you almost have to go in prepared. And how would you know what to ask for or how to word it? I'm trained as a PCP. Yeah. So what I do with a lot of my clients is say, okay, you're going to get five minutes. You're due for your DEXA scan and your colonoscopy. I mean, these are conventional things, yeah. right? Not naturopathic at all, right. but they're tools that help me take care of you better. So I do a lot of education for my patients of like, you're going to go in nice. You're going to ask for these things because a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth with conventional medicine by the time they've found me. Right. And I'm like, get that taste out of your mouth. We have to work together. Yeah. This is what we're going to ask for. And if for some reason you're, you're denied, we've got loopholes and workarounds we can try to do over here, but I always try to help people use insurance benefits and get the max they can out of their relationship with their primary care doctor. Right. There are a few in town that 
are really open and we have good dialogue, but honestly, their practices are so full, they've stopped taking my clients. Yeah. So I, every time I find someone new that's like, oh, I love naturopathy, I love the idea of you, I start sending people and their practice is full. So I just have to work with what we've got. Yeah. Um, and we use, we use the benefits as much as we can, but to be honest with you, it's me educating my client to go in and ask for what they need yeah. with the language that they're used to hearing yeah. really nicely. And then sometimes if, if, if we're getting pushback, I will write formal letters of like, you're missing the mark and yeah. this is dangerous. But the, the most dangerous thing I can do is undertreat my clients, is not serve you well enough. And I've told people before, we're going to do this, this, this. And if things aren't getting better by this mark, we have to bring someone else in. I need right. more answers. I need more tests. Right. I need you to go do an invasive physical exam that I cannot do. Yeah. Well, you sent me um, because I literally cannot take cholesterol medicine. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel like I am dying. Mm -hmm. And so you said, okay, listen, yes, you're cholesterol is abysmal. Um, but I mean, it's been abysmal my whole life. Sure. And so we, you sent me to get a calcium score. Yep. I had never had a calcium score done before. And, you know, and we talked about it that, you know, this is going to give us a clearer picture of what's going on internally so that we know kind of how to proceed. Um, and I'm sure that my primary care didn't send me because insurance doesn't pay for a calcium score, you know, but in that same aspect, I would have liked to have had the option of saying, you know, if my primary care said, I think you should get a calcium score done, insurance doesn't pay for it, are you okay to go get it? I would have rather been asked the question mm -hmm. to make the decision for myself. But I mean, to your point, they're so busy. And most people, if you do ask them to do something outside of the scope of what insurance pays for, either don't want to do it because they don't see why they should if insurance isn't going to pay for it. They can't afford it. Um, or they're just so turned off by everything to do with healthcare that, you know, why am I going to go get this other test, yeah. you know, that's in their minds not going to tell them anything different. So I do understand that people are coming to you when they're at their always. wits end. Almost always yeah. in Nevada. Yeah. Everyone in Washington has a naturopath as their primary care doctor. Everyone. We're everyone's primary care doctor. That's so crazy. I, I go back to Washington and work out of clinics that yeah. a couple of my mentors own. I'm Dr. Fajaro. I'm treated like a real doctor, like respected. Yes, doctor, whatever you say, <laughs> doctor. And I come down here and people are like, are you a homeopath? Or they'll call me by my first name. So informal. And I'm like, oh, it hurts a little. Like, I'm a doctor. You yeah. Know? I worked really hard for this. Yeah. I'm a medical expert. Um, but I... The, the cholesterol thing, I, I, this is one of my favorite things to talk about, if you don't mind me, like, steering no, off go a little ahead. bit. Um, it's so archaic, the metric that we're using for cardiovascular health being this one single marker. Cholesterol is nature's Band-Aid. Your body makes it in abundance. 80% of your cholesterol in circulation, you make. 80, 85. Very little of it actually comes from diet. 
So we were evolved or designed or whatever you believe in to make this in abundance to heal ourselves. So my body is an overachiever. It really is. It's going for <laughs> A, A plus. And so, yes, there are some linkage, there's some linkage to cholesterol being deposited in arteries leading to plaque accumulation. Yeah. Okay, just the number of cholesterol gives me a fourth of the actual picture of what's going on. Because if the cholesterol has nowhere to deposit in the arteries, I don't care if your level is 300 or 400. Yeah. That means very little. Yeah. Because if, it, if there's nowhere for that Band-Aid to stick to the artery wall, it's just going to go somewhere else, hopefully to your brain, because your brain's mostly made of cholesterol. So I get a lot of people stuck on statins, don't tolerate statins, yeah. and their brain literally starts atrophying because you need a certain amount of cholesterol in circulation to have a healthy mind. Yeah. Wild. Early onset dementia. Put a neurologist and a cardiologist in the same room and they will go at each other's throats over statins. <laughs> they will. They will because we're medicating people in their 40s and yeah. they've lost their brain mass by 70. Yeah. From a drug. Well, I mean, I so I took my first statin in my 20s mm-hmm. because my cholesterol was over 300. And, you know, and of course... I'm 52, so that was a while ago. We didn't know as much as we know now. Yeah. But this is, you know, part of part of the issue. So when I stopped taking it was because they said, well, if you're on this, you can't have any more kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you should have told me that right. before you put me on it. Right. So I literally, and you're not supposed to, don't do this, um, but I literally just cold turkey took myself off mm-hmm. because, and and I was pissed that you didn't give me all of the information up front that I needed to make a good decision for myself. And so I had talked to my primary care and they kept saying, listen, you got to take something. You got to take something. Your cholesterol's through the roof. And so I'm like, listen, if I turn 50 and my cholesterol is still through the roof, I'll, I'll try something, you know? And so then that's when I was like, I can't, I can't take this. I mean, I feel like death, yep. you know? And so it it was just one of those situations that it was like, what, am I just going to die from a heart attack because there's nothing I can take? Right. There's nothing I can do? Right. You know, and I was told at a very young age, well, you could eat like a rabbit, and you're going to have higher cholesterol than, you know, possibly a severely obese person would have. Mm-hmm. And that's what they told me. I have 400-pound patients who have lower cholesterol than you. Yep. And so it just puts you in this mindset of, well, then I'm a lost cause. Sure. There's nothing that I can do for myself. You know, and so that's why, I mean, I am such an advocate for people advocating for themselves. I mean, you have to find an answer. You have to find something that works for you, that, you know, you feel that you've taken back the control over your health Mm -hmm. so that you get all of the information that you need to make an informed decision. And I mean, I, I am in, in the funny thing is you are not on Instagram, but I found you on Instagram by a friend of mine who posted something and I'm like, oh, that's, I think I need to go see her. 
I mean, and it was just, it, it came, the universe sent you to me at the exact right time when I needed to see that there was somebody else out there that I could talk to. I mean, and I literally send everyone, <laughs> everyone I that. that I, I know to you. And you're like, please stop. I don't no, have no, any no, more no, time. No. no, but I mean, but it's, it's amazing. And especially here in Nevada, we, we are not known for great, hi, Ponchi. We are not known for great health care no. as far as national statistics go. You know, we, we don't get, you know, a great reputation. People are not flooding to Las Vegas no, because of the health care. To go get better health care. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have, you know, physicians train here who don't stay here. No. They, they come because the, the schooling is less expensive. Yep. They can get trained, and then they go somewhere, not only where they're appreciated, but that they're paid better. Yep. And so, you know, it's, it's a very difficult thing in this city to, to find really great health care, in my experience. No, I agree completely, and I hear it all the yeah. time. People come to me going, I, I don't even understand what's going on, or... Why am I on all of these meds? Look at these. Are these? Is this why I feel so sick? Yeah. I catch a lot of polypharmacy where you, medicines become very siloed, right? You go see someone that only looks at your heart. You go see someone that only looks at your lungs. You go see someone that only looks at your gut. All these people put you on meds. They don't look at the other meds you're on. And now you're on a list of 10 things. You come in telling me you're having some sort of experience of a, of a condition. And I'm like, yeah, it's three of these meds don't work together. Yeah. Who's looking after you? Yeah. I, I do this kind of like zoom out care for a lot of people, like a consultant Yeah, going, okay, this isn't right over here. Go back to this person and tell them this thing. You haven't been tested for this in 10 years. You're overdue. Please go do this thing. Yeah. But to your point, I really try to educate and re-empower my clients. It's your body. Right. I can't eat carrot sticks for you and drink water. Right. If I could, I'd be a multimillionaire. Trust yeah. me. If I could do that for you and you get the health benefits, yeah. we'd be cruising. But yeah. you have to do the work. Yeah. And a lot of times people are never educated on what it, the work is that they need to do. It's just, here's your pill. Shut up. See you next year. Yeah. And that's it. And, and bless their hearts, but most conventional medical doctors are only trained to prescribe. That's their training. Yeah. They get one hour of nutrition in four years of school. Yeah. I got two years of nutrition in yeah. four years of school. It's just the way that they're taught. Well, and I think that, I mean, and, and I, talking on food is like a 50-hour conversation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even since I was a kid, our food has changed so drastically mm-hmm. that, you know, most times you don't even recognize real food when you when you see it and you have to kind of question everything to see what is real food what isn't real food I mean and and it's just I know my my husband won't mind me saying but you know we started or we you started him on a protocol of listen dude you can't eat this and this and this anymore and he, it was so funny because he's like, I feel worse. Mm. Like I, I'm not, I am not eating it. 
I don't feel any better. My, my stomach really hurts. And so we kind of, my daughter and I kind of started looking at it and I'm like, well, the main ingredient in this one thing is like the number one thing you're not supposed to eat. And he's like, no, <laughs> it couldn't be that. And I'm like, I bet you it is. Yeah. And so he stopped to, and it was a, a creamer in his coffee. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, fine. I'm not going to take it anymore. And so I, we were sitting down eating dinner, I think two days ago. And he says, my stomach hasn't hurt. Mm. And I said, since when? Since I stopped having that creamer <laughs> in my coffee. You know, and and it was just so funny because I told him, you know, I said, yeah, I said, I I know it seems like it's just this one thing and it really shouldn't affect you. I said, but because I'm very stubborn and I did the same thing, I'm like, oh, this little thing isn't going to hurt. You know, so he tried it. And I mean, and that I think is one of the, the biggest things that we've done is gone through what my body is no longer accepting as food. (laughs) Because, you know, if I would eat certain things, I mean, I would be sick. Mm -hmm. But, and that is part of how my migraines started going away is when I stopped eating these things that were in conflict Mm -hmm. with my system, I didn't have the headaches anymore. And so it's just been literally life altering. I mean, I got back 15 days a month. Yep. yep. I mean, I, I, in three years, I don't even know how much that is. And you can say you're healthier now than you were 10 years ago. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is a, an idea that most Americans are like, I can be better. Yeah. Because we're only taught it's only going to get worse. Right. Right. How, right. how defeating to go into your entire life thinking it's only going downhill from here. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. But the thing with, with diet, it's the main source of inflammation we're exposed to every day. Yeah. And the way I explain it to people, if you're putting something into your body that it does not tolerate, think of your health as like the links of a necklace. Okay. If someone rips the necklace off of you, there's always a weak chain that's going to break. Yeah. That weak chain is going to be the symptom of that abundance of inflammation. So for you, it was gastrointestinal and brain, which are the same thing. They're derived from the same layers as an embryo when you're developing in your mother's womb. Same. Gut and brain, same. So for you, I'm like, well, that's the weak link of your necklace. It's showing up because of the inflammatory food that your body cannot break down. Yeah. And you were willing to make the change. And I tell my clients, because we we do deep dives into diet and figure out what's working for you, what's not. Yeah. And people kind of glaze over a little bit. You know, it's like... (laughs) This is a lot. It's like, yeah. I have yet, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I have yet for someone to do it 100% and tell me they're not getting better, at least headed in the right direction, Yeah, right? I have yet for that to happen Yeah, because it's that important. And it's that simple. And it it doesn't seem like it would be the fix, but it is in a, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I don't know that we ever focused on because, I mean, I grew up in the diet craze. Mm-hmm. There's there's a pill for that. Yep. There's, 
a pill that you take that if you're not eating well, you can, you know, just take it and shed the pounds. And you, I mean, and there are all these things that were coming up when I was growing up that I think we really did forget how to treat our body with food as being nutrition or as being medicine. And I think that that's, you know, now what we're seeing with all of these illnesses, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. my humble opinion Mm -hmm. of not knowing anything about medicine, (laughs) is that we're just, we're poisoning ourselves with the food that we eat. All the time. Yeah. And the system's built for you to be poisoned by your food so that they can sell you drugs. Yeah. I'm sorry, big agri and big pharma are in bed together. And if you haven't figured that out yet, you're living under a rock. Yeah. They want you sick so they can have you on a Netflix subscription to medication for the rest of your life. Okay. Now, that being said, I'm not anti-drug. Yeah. You and I both have people we love that are kidney transplant recipients. Yes. They better not go off their drugs. Right. Right? Like yes. there are, there's a time and a place for that type of medicine. Yes. Okay. But just the standard American, by the time they're 60, being on four drugs, no matter what, minimum. Yeah. We're, we're what percentage of the world's population and we take 70% of the world's medications. Wow. We're a minority of the world's population and we take the majority of drugs. That's crazy. I love working with Europeans. I just want to tell you this. I had yeah. some come in yesterday, and they're, they're straight immigrants from Europe, right? And they're like, treat, treat me with diet and herbs and get me well. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I can do that. That's what I do. Yeah. They didn't even blink at the treatment plan. They're like, this, this is medicine. That wow. is medicine. It's powerful. Well, but even before, I mean, this, and I'm going back... 10 years, when we went to Europe, you know, the food is not the same. No. It's it's not the same chemical. It's not the same flavor. It's, I mean, it's just a different, I mean, things that would have totally messed my stomach up previously being here, I could eat all day long in Europe. Me just too. because of how everything is grown or not processed the way that it is here. So, I mean, and I think that we just don't have, I don't, we have the tools. They're just not in some cases accessible to everyone. It's work. Yeah. It is work. You have to take ownership of it and say, I'm going to dramatically shift what I'm putting in my body and I'm, you're going to have to cook a lot more or someone in your family's cooking or you're getting, you know, meal prep from someone, but this like packaged food thing is killing us. It's killing us. Yeah. There's there's five foundational pillars of health that if you're not incrementally, even 1% a day, like atomic habit style, if you're not yeah. 1% a day just incrementally moving in the right direction on, on these five pillars, you're going to be held together with duct tape, duct tape, chicken <laughs> wire, and pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. You are. So I really work hard, and diet's a big one, on shifting those five foundational things for my clients gradually over time. Yeah. And some I kind of interview people at the beginning on a scale of one to 10, 10 being I'll start now. Yeah. How much, how willing are you to change diet, hydration, movement, supplements, and joy? And they're like, they scale it. And if people are giving me ones, I'm like, you're not ready for me. I don't want to waste your time or money. Yeah. Even a five, I'm like, I don't know if you're ready for me. Yeah. But if you literally look me in the eye and say, I'm a 10, just tell me what to do. Cause that, that, that's what happened to me when I went into kind of like a chronic disease spell in my early twenties and went to medical doctors and said, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. And it was pat, 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 take your drug. That was so 
sad to me that yeah. that's the only thing that was offered. And that's how I found this medicine. So what, so that's what led you on this journey to get where you got. It was my own health experience being usher, cattle called through the conventional system and going, yeah. this is as good, this is the best that a hundred years of medicine has to offer. This is unacceptable. Well, or this is the best I'm ever going to feel. This is unacceptable. Yeah. I was not, I was not okay with it. Yeah. And, there, and there's a myriad of reasons that it is the way it is. But if, of course. if you are, if you want better for yourself, you kind of have to get out of the system. Yeah. Okay. So if people are ready, mm -hmm. where do they start? Like step one, may, they're not a 10. They're not ready to work with you. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that they can do? I would, I think a g very general thing I can tell people if you're, because let's go back to diet. It's that important. Yeah. If you are looking at the back of a box and you can't pronounce what you're about to put in your mouth, don't eat it. Don't eat it. If there are, if you want to go even a step further, I tell people if there's more than five ingredients on the back of whatever that box is, probably shouldn't eat it. Make your own, add your own sauce to the thing, right? Yeah. It's this, it's this hyper processed, over chemicalized industrial byproducts they're putting in our food as preservatives. Don't eat that. Yeah. So that would be a, a really good, easy place to start. And again, you know, move your body every day. Make sure you're well hydrated. Get good sleep. Do things that bring you joy. Yeah. That's where I start with everybody. And that's the homework you can start now. And yeah. you incrementally start feeling better and better. And a lot of times people come to me so depleted, so exhausted that I'm like, I have to give you some energy back so you can even make the changes I'm about to ask you to do. Yeah. People are exhausted. Yeah. And I think that I, I can't, I can't honestly remember back, back three years ago, but I mean, I think that's where I was. I was disgusted. Mm -hmm. I was feeling a little bit like hopeless. Oh, you of, came to me in shell shock. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, and my, and my goal in, in everything is that I am going to live as long as I possibly can mm -hmm. because I have a lot that I want to see. Mm -hmm. I have a lot that I want to experience with my family. Um, you know, I want to be here when my great grandkids are having grandkids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's probably not going to happen, but <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, and I want to be in a place where I can enjoy that, mm -hmm. not where my family is having to take care of me because I'm right. so sick that I can't be present. The last third of the American's life is basically told you're going to be plugged in and take your meds and good luck moving your body. It's wild. Yeah. The, that golden years should be your golden years Yeah, where you have the wisdom of time and the abundance to enjoy and give back and cultivate. Yeah. And not be sick. Yeah. Sick. That's the goal of your golden years. Yeah. That's wild. So I tell people, they come to me and I say, okay, we're going to put out this fire, right? But the, the beauty of naturopathy, the beauty of natural medicine is I also am thinking preventatively for the rest of your life of how to not get the family diseases your parents and grandparents had.
how to not have a heart attack before you're 75, how to have a not, not have a hip fracture by 90. And then I tell people you're on your own after that because yeah. I'll probably be retired. Yeah. But my goal to, is to get my clients happily and healthily through the last arc of their life. And boy, am I excited when 20-year-olds come to see me. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you're going to live to be 100. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's it's even just something. So I'll, I'll tell on myself a little bit. So I had blood work done, I don't know, a while back. And, uh, and you're like, your liver is looking like it's not very happy right now. You're like, are you, are you drinking alcohol? I'm like, well, yeah, I have, you know, we get together Sundays. My daughter makes us cocktails. You know, we, we have a, a great time. We play games. You're like, okay, you need to stop that. I need to stop what? <laughs> you're like drinking. I'm like, but I don't even drink that much. And you're like, nope, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. But I get my blood work taken next week. So we'll, we'll, so we'll see. see. We'll see where we're at. But it's just even, even something like that. I mean, I know people that if you said, hey, your liver's looking a little crazy right now, you need to stop drinking. They're like, nah. You know, and yep. so it does take, it takes a lot. It takes the commitment, but it also takes believing that you know way more than I do. And I think that because some of the medicine that has been, you know, fed to us, that trust level for medical providers isn't there. Sure. And so I think that having a relationship with a naturopathic doctor who you connect with, who you trust, who you know has your best interest, you know, at heart, I think that has to be the key to people actually being willing to take that ownership of their health because, you know... And I think that's what you are so great at because you're not shoving things down people's throat. You're like, here is the evidence. If you would like to do something about it, here are the suggestions Mm -hmm. to help you get where you told me you wanted to be. And that's, we've had those conversations where you're like, are you doing what you're supposed to? I'm like, no. And you're like, okay, but you told me this is where you wanted to be. So why aren't you doing it? That's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Right. And I don't judge people. And I really try to meet my clients where they're at. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all I can do is educate and empower. Yeah. And then it's your health. Yeah. It's your, and a lot of people are used to going, no, 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 my problem's your problem. Just fix it. Yeah. And I'm like, only you can fix it. Right. And I've got a, a different vantage point from my education and training and experience where I can see past the forest and go, turn left. No, no, you're, you're still going right. I, 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 <laughs> when I said left, I meant left, right? And, and you know, again, 1% increments. We'll yeah. still get out of the forest together. But if you're really sick and tired of being sick and tired, yeah, I can get you out of the forest. Right. Yeah. So my last question for you is... You're a native, yes. born and raised. Yes. Um, I have lived here since 1980, moved here when I was eight. Vegas is a strange animal. Yes. 
we are a very tight-knit community, but we also are a little bit transient. Mm -hmm. I don't think as much as when I was growing up, Um, but when you go all in like you did with your business, um, you have to have cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. You have to have people who sing your praises from the mountaintops so that you can stay in business, so that you can provide for your family. Um, So my question is, what other business do people need to know about that is a locally owned business? Ooh, that's a great question. I like to work with other local business owners as much as possible. Me too. So Mike's Recovery, which is down at Ferguson's, I'm a huge fan of. I stock his products here actually in my dispensary. Um, He's a wizard. So if you're looking for any like bath salts and soaks and sprays and, and aromatherapy, oh my God, he's amazing. And you can walk in and he like reads you down and is like, you need this. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of Mike's. Um, can I say the pepper mill? <laughs> is the pepper that? mill still here? Yes, girl. <laughs> it's my Disneyland. If I'm in a bad mood, my husband's like, do you want to go to the pepper mill? That's and I just light up. They just celebrated 50 years of excellence. Okay. Wow. They did. So uh, they've been there that long. So That's I don't know. Crazy. Am I allowed to like? Yes, you can say, who, you can say whoever you want. If, if you're a local or even if you're visiting from out of town, it's so iconically Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it's in the movie Casino. They've got, it's a greasy spoon, but in the back, they've got this like lounge with this fire pit and stuff. And the cocktail waitresses look like they're, you know, from the 1970s in these gowns. <laughs> it, it's ta- it's a, a place out of time. Yeah. And it's, I always meet the most interesting people there. And I love the blend of like locals and and tourists. Yeah. We're all sitting together, like sharing nachos, just like talking about life. So yeah. Sorry, big fan of the pepper mill. That surprised <laughs> me that I'm gonna say that. Well, and Mike's recovery is in Ferguson's yes. downtown, yep. which is a refurbished hotel yep. on Fremont Street. Right? Fremont yep. Street. Yeah. And there's so yeah. many good shops in that area. There I know is. a couple of the other business owners there. Yeah. So I, I like just taking friends down there from out of town to walk around Ferguson's because you're supporting supporting local artists and local right. businesses everywhere in there. Yeah. And one of our all-time favorites that you and I love is Mothership. Yes. That is also yes. which is also across downtown. the street from my clinic. <laughs> yeah. And that's not on accident. Okay. <laughs> It's not. When when you were looking for this location, you're like, okay, where's a mothership yeah. in Henderson yes. where I can open my it office? It was very abrasive <laughs> coming from Seattle, which is such strong coffee culture, yeah. back to Vegas. Yeah. And I was like, the coffee here sucks. <laughs> and then when my husband and I found mothership, we were like, motherland. <laughs> exactly. We were so happy. And it's very conveniently a three-minute drive from my house. I don't know if you've noticed over the years, my clinic has just moved closer and closer to Mothership. Yes. It has. Yes. It just keeps moving closer and closer. Now I'm across the street. Yeah. You're like, as soon as that location right next to them opens up, let's just sure. uh, grab that. Sure. Yeah. No, there's a chiropractic yeah. clinic three days, three doors down that I'm like, if they ever leave, that's my spot. Just yeah. slide in there. Yeah. So the last thing that I want to mention, and then you have been so wonderful in letting us, you know, continue this conversation. Um, The value that you add for the other services that people need in this town are 
priceless. Mm. Because whether it's acupuncture, chiropractic, gynecology, whatever that looks like, you're like, listen, I know this person, I go to this person, I have vetted this person. So the knowledge even in that aspect that you bring for anything else that we may need to keep ourselves moving in the right direction yeah. is is priceless. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And I'm grateful to have a good referral network to share. And, yeah. And also, like, how do you put a price tag on prevention? A lot of what I do is preventative work. Yeah. Right? Preventing the heart attack, preventing the cancer. And it's like, how do you put a price tag on that? Yeah. That someone's even thinking that far ahead for you of, I don't even want you to get the disease. Yeah. Like the average heart attack costs $200,000. Between you, insurance, the hospital, it's like $200,000. I did research on this. And strokes can go up to 1.2 million. Wow. That, That is being paid for by someone. Yeah. Collectively. If we kick those out five years, 10 years, or make sure they never happen, you yeah. not only are you getting money back, but just time with your family, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to link all of Dr. Fregiaro's information so that you can contact her. You will not be disappointed, even though she may make you not have dairy any longer. <laughs> You're going to live a long time. (laughs) We'll see you next time.